her bachelor fairy tale. I love you. Crash straight to the ground. I love somebody more. I trusted you. ABC Monday, May 23rd. JoJo is back. I'm the new bachelorette. I'm boss right now. JoJo! And she's rewriting her happy ending. Bring on the men. The Bachelorette. Season premiere Monday, May 23rd. At a special time. 9, 8 central on ABC. Hey there, you are tuning in to the season two Grace and Frankie after show on After Buzz TV. We're going to be breaking down all the goodness wrapped up in a tight little Netflix bow. So stay tuned or listen in because this is about to be fun. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. Are we starting this now? This is such a feel-good song. It really I know. Is. Makes me want to dance. And the perfect song for the show. Like, it's the best theme they could have picked. For it sure. Is. Because it's mature, but it, it has the joy of a child in yeah. it, you know? Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. what we all look for. <laughs> Maturity with the joy of a child. And with that, we start our season two after show for Grace and Frankie. A very joyous show. Mm-hmm. Mature, mm-hmm. yet childlike. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Lauren. I am your host for this evening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lauren Legrasso. And I've got an incredibly beautiful panel with me today. Oh, shucks. Would y'all care to introduce yourself to the people? I'm starting. Hi, I'm Joel Monique, <laughs> and you can find me everywhere at Joel Monique. Keep it simple for you. Hey, everyone. Also simple. My name is Danny Golub, and you can find me everywhere at Danny Golub. What up? This is Zach Kelch. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Kelch. Ta-da. Guys, we make it really simple. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, it's good. Fancy. Keep it simple. Keep it straightforward. And I was really happy because this show did that too. They started mm-hmm. out by recapping what happened for us, but it was in a way you wouldn't have realized it until the second time I watched it through. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, it was just their typical thing of let's yeah. bring them off the beach recounting what just happened to them in the most natural way between the two of them. Because I feel like their rapport is very much talking things out. I feel like that has to happen with Netflix too because there is such a long period between shows. We were talking before this that we actually had to like rewatch some of the first season to remember but I like that they did this because Mm -hmm. you do have that year long gap. It's not like regular TV where you watch and then the next season comes on a couple months later. You kind of need that little recap Mm -hmm. to be able to catch up to remember where they left off. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do because right away you're in it. And you're like, oh, yeah, she slept with Saul. Um, right. oh, she broke up with her boyfriend. Now we're in. We're we're on the beach walk with them, basically. I, I love that beach. on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I love that beach. Fun. That yeah. beach is just like the, their spot. Mm. I need to, We need to go to this beach because I, I think they're always there getting into something, and I would love, love to join. So oh many God. memories, you know? <laughs> right. So they're talking, Frankie's saying, like, you know what, I want to not break up, because obviously they're already broken up, but I want to detach from Saul. I really want to go on this journey of life on my own. And then what happens? She gets a little phone call saying, don't enable him. That's a ringtone. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Empowerment. Empowerment, yeah. (laughs) But uh, Grace answers and tells, you know, Saul, hey, listen, she doesn't want to talk to you. But we find out, dun 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 dun, that's really not appropriate music for this. In a fictional it's, it's sense, I think it's okay. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, thank you. There, thank you, you for taking me you to put the it there. 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 Oh, You put the emphasis on the wrong, like, <laughs> musical song. Yeah, it's not a magic trick. It is. It's not. a heart attack. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, by the way, speaking of heart attacks, I don't know why this brought it up for me, but happy Mother's Day to me. Mothers listening or watching. <laughs> Help. 
say, Grace and Frankie. Yeah. You know, they're both mothers. They're both mothers. Mm -hmm. So anyway, (laughs) the two mothers go down to the hospital, check out what's happening, and obviously Saul is there. They talk about the situation. Right. Because it's muy complicado, right? Yeah. And I think this was such an interesting way to amp up the tension of what happened in the end of the last season because I, I felt like they couldn't just return to normal after this, after... Saul and Frankie sleeping together. Yeah, it's so. not just like hooking up with your ex. This is like on a whole new level. Right. right. I love it when with um, an impending wedding, like yeah, all this right. stuff. Well, and I'm glad she called him out on like mm-hmm. this. This the part that's embarrassing to you? Like, oh, right. is, I is that this that was a great issue? Scene. Like, this is our home. We raised our kids here. We have 40 years of marriage. Like, man up. That that right. line was like one of my favorite lines of the episode. She's like, the 20 year affair wasn't your mistake. Like, no, if that wasn't like the woman you spent 40 years with. If I'm the mistake, like that's screwed up. That's what this is her exact line. And I wrote it down too. Yeah. This was the fuck up, not your twenty year affair. This was the fuck up. That's fucked up. Right. Yeah. So it was good. It's very true. I feel like it was. I was happy to see Frankie kind of stand up for herself because I feel like she's been so emotionally attached to Saul that mm-hmm. she hasn't been able to kind of stand up for herself and right. hold her own in this situation. Mm-hmm. And she is a really empowered woman, but when it comes to him, she's really vulnerable. Right. And this was the first time I feel like we've seen her kind of hold her own and be like, you know what? If that's a mistake, then then you're my mistake. mistake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of was like, it's one of those, like, shame on me kind of things, mm-hmm. kind of moments, and I was happy to see her kind of take some I feel ownership. like it seems very evident in that now this is kind of going to be the precedent moving forward, yeah. that this is now Frankie taking much more stake in herself and mm-hmm. really trying to figure that out and how they keep moving, because she really is such a free spirit and feels so much so often that the first season was her really still just a mess the entire time. And I think oh, it really... yeah. And she was trying to be supportive, you right. know? And I think that was an interesting theme that played through both of these episodes. By the way, we're recapping uh, the first two episodes, so... Um, but in the first one and the second one, they're talking about how they haven't felt like they've been allowed to be mad because right. they were gay and you wanted to be supportive of that because they're finally being themselves. Yeah. But at the same time, they were still cheated on and left. So There was it's a line difficult. in the first one where they talk about yeah. that. She was like, if this was a woman you had been cheating with for the last mm-hmm. 20 years... We would have we, a really different attitude mm-hmm. about this whole situation, but like they had to kind of open their hearts to this new life that their husbands were, you know, embarking upon. Yeah, or even, exactly. Or even the kids. That was the thing when they yeah. had the dinner party, and he was like, "Then we're not going to eat cake." And so he picked up the cake and left the right. table because the kids, I think, are. And this was in last year's. Yeah, yeah. The, and the kids, I think, with this are still very confused, and I think that this episode, them coming back into it. And having the heart attack, it, it's just everyone's emotions are so amped up, and it's it's really interesting, kind of taking an extreme example of navigating breaking up with an ex and figuring out what how close you can still stay with them. Like this is the most extreme of that, but it's also a very universal thing. And I like that they're kind of picking up with them becoming more like a weird new age family unit. Right. Yeah. Like they clearly the kids are like they grew up together so they already have this kind of like sibling atmosphere about their relationship, but they're definitely taking it to an next level and maybe weird because it feels like two of them might sleep together soon. <laughs> I feel like they maybe already have Brie and Coyote. We'll save that for predictions. <laughs> I think it's nice though to see like there's no yeah. there's no normal family anymore, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like for so long so many people didn't see themselves represented on TV. Right. And this is just like just showing you that the new normal it couldn't be literally anything. It could be two 60, 70 year old men realizing that they should be together like at the end of the later chapters of their life, you know? Right. And I think that we all 
I think that a lot of people, especially in this country, felt like they had to pretend to be normal for a long time because right. that's what they were seeing replicated right. for them on television. And even these two families to an extent, you know, there was some really screwed up stuff that was happening, but on the outside, everything looked awesome. Especially with Grace right. and yeah. Robert, I feel like. They kind of put that front up. And in this episode, I know we'll touch on it later because it was more in two, but she realized going back into that house that like, it wasn't a happy space. It wasn't mm-hmm. what it should be. And I think she realizes it now that it is a happy space for a happy couple. Like, it's not, it doesn't, it didn't look like that when she and um, Robert lived there. Yeah. That part broke my heart. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was really 40 sad. years of being like, we didn't, in 40 years we couldn't capture what these guys captured in right. like, what, a couple months of living together. Yeah. I I feel for these ladies so deeply. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's a it's a very complex situation as we find for out. Sure. So the kids are also finding that out, right? Because they're yeah. all sitting in the the hotel wait the hotel. <laughs> the hospital <laughs> waiting room. I was gonna say the hotel waiting room. Not quite a hotel. Not as luxurious. And not as luxurious. And <laughs> More they're <free> talking food. <laughs> Is there I think I mean if you're Checked in. And oh, the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, if you're a patient. You yeah. don't get that free food if you're just a guest, <laughs> Real, though. I've tried. Right. Um, <laughs> so they're all sitting in the waiting room, and they walk in, and they realize something weird is happening. And basically, Frankie spills the beans. What did she even say? Did she say me and your father had intercourse? Yeah, or? but they're like heterosexual they were, intercourse. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Which I love. I did think about it. I was like, well, maybe they did, you know, mm-hmm. get it in the back door. And just I, like completely uh, black. Uh, <laughs> you never Mom's know. in the pegging. All yeah. right. You know, I... I Love Saul and Frankie so much for the fact, like, they're this weird um, free spirit couple where it's like they genuinely cannot keep something in, and it's the most oh, endearing yeah. thing about them. Him that too. It's, he literally looked like he was gonna like explode. Yeah, right. It and I mean, in no world do any of these kids want to hear like. If, had they been given the choice to not hear the secret, knowing what it was, they'd be like, no. no I no, think no, no, any no. kids wouldn't want to hear right. it about their parents. And it's, yeah. it's almost weirder because they're not together anymore. And oh, so it's yeah. like, how do you even process and that? And now, it, now it's almost a double-edged sword of like, well, now did they just cheat again? Like it's Yeah, it's, they did, it's, technically. Yeah, they did. I wanted the kids to make the joke, oh my God, are mommy and daddy getting back together? <laughs> I was really yeah. expecting it. With their like, heavy dose of sarcasm, I was surprised they didn't take it in that direction. All right, next time, guys. Right. You can You'll just consult with us first, and we'll tell you what to write. <laughs> Toss them a tip. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was really interesting. And then I love that Saul was still like, maybe I should still tell him. Because it does get to a point where, you know, in people's relationships in general, is it selfish to confess when you have had one act of um, cheating with someone else, is it selfish to confess that to someone else if you don't intend to do it again? I've heard psychologists say, you know, like radio psychologists, like, don't tell the person because that is actually selfish because you just want to get it off your chest. And I think it's definitely true with Mm -hmm. Saul. Like, he has to be honest and open. Like, that's his natural state. I watched it with my roommate. We were both kind of sitting there debating and my roommate was mad. She's like, Saul would never do this. Of course he would spill the beans immediately. But he kept a 20-year affair secret, so... Right. I mean, clearly he doesn't have that big of a problem See, with that's, secrets. that's my thing about it, is their relationship is based on cheating, so it sucks. I think it's... Mine is just given the circumstances. Absolutely, I feel like he should tell him because of how their relationship started in the first place, but because of the being sick in a hospital bed, it, that's what makes it difficult for me, not the dilemma of you even tell about cheating because no. of the repercussions from that. I think you should tell eventually, but when a person's sick like that, there's something called timing, and you don't want right. to make them <laughs> have a second heart attack. Yeah, right. Right. I think they even said that. Begging you to marry him. Yeah. But he's Aww. like, please, I just want to be married to you at least at one point if I don't get out of this. I think at that point, it would have been the most selfish act for him to be like, so last night, <laughs> I made some decisions. Like, yeah. this is not 
they were. I think the right decision was made. I wonder how long he can hold on to that. I but know. then it's funny. Having anxiety it's, over it. It's funny yeah. because he was in a feel in, in a moment of very selfishness. But then Grace and Frankie, that was the most selfless thing that they could do. Mm-hmm. Them really rallying behind them to get this wedding to happen. Grace. Frankie. Frankie performing the wedding. Wait, you guys, before we get to that, (laughs) and we're talking about weddings, I want to talk a little bit about um, bachelors. Okay. And bachelorettes, actually. Love that show. Because we, you know, these shows aren't for free. We we do bring you free content, but it costs money to keep the lights on and to keep the air conditioning pumping in sunny California. So uh, we have a really lovely sponsor, and that is The Bachelorette. And get it. Yeah, it's so (laughs) exciting. This is an incredible show. A great way to Supplement your Grace and Frankie watching, I would say. The line is on the way. I'm just yeah. waiting. <laughs> yeah. It will be here soon. Um, but on The Bachelor, Ben told JoJo he loved her, but her fairy tale ending crashed straight to the ground when he said he loved someone else more and sent her away with a broken heart. Oh my. It was the most dramatic Bachelor finale ever. Poor JoJo. Well, been there, done that. Get it, girl. ABC, Monday, May 23rd. JoJo is back as a new Bachelorette. The Super stunning... JoJo. Fan favorite from Texas is leaving her heartbreak behind and going from Ben to 26 new men. Nice little rhyme scheme there. (laughs) All hoping to be the one to make her happily ever after finally come true. Now, are the guys here for the right reasons? Will they make a connection? And will JoJo finally get the happy ending she's always wanted? The surprises start night one. As the guys grab her attention right out of the limo to get that coveted first impression rose. Look at no. that. A new epic journey of romance, man tears, <laughs> and drama is about to begin. The Bachelorette premieres at a special time, Monday, May 23rd, 9 8 Central on ABC. You really sold that. That was great. I can't never wait. watch The Bachelorette. Now I, think, I might have to. I think Chris yeah. Harrison better watch his back. For yeah, real. that's right, Chris. <laughs> Coming for you. Oh my god, if you put Laura next to like JoJo, it would just turn into a no uh not today, boo. Lolo and JoJo. That's right. But thinking about this, this is such a corny transition, but truly, this is what Frankie needs. Frankie needs her own version of the Bachelorette. She just needs new men. That's a brilliant plot point. I'm not even kidding. Right? Grace and Frankie is like co-bachelorettes. They need to do like a speed dating episode or something. I didn't like that bachelorette where they made the one go away. I felt really sad. That was, I, yeah. Yeah, but it was brilliant. I mean, yeah. brilliant. Tell Great TV. Two women fight for it. But, but man, as a feminist, it made me a little sad. <laughs> you yeah. have it Don't too, tell. girl. Yeah. But it was great TV. Anyway, so we're going to get the two of them a slot on The Bachelorette, and they can both stay on for the full season. You know season. what? I've yeah. been waiting for someone maybe that didn't look like they were like, 19 and had a hot bod and yeah. we're like you know what I mean Let's we need a little older older guys can definitely I mean a could you need, like, imagine the one liners from Frankie like sitting here with all these men it would just yeah. be gold can you imagine the yam lube come on <laughs> the yam lube that'd be probably an official sponsor <laughs> it should be um, but back to this wedding okay so they're trying to get someone to officiate the wedding I loved the catholic church she's like right. come on even with that new pope you can't yeah. do it <laughs> he's supposed to he's be cool pretty sh- he's, he's shaking, shaking shit up, up. <laughs> That was so funny. The rabbi, too. Jesus Christ. I like how it was was funny that the rabbi, like, wouldn't do... He was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine with a gay marriage, but I can't do an interfaith marriage. I know. It's like, I feel like people just run into so much crap with this kind of stuff these days. Like, I just... I'm ready to live in a place where you could just marry whoever you want, whenever you want. Like, what is... And that's supposed to be what's happening now. I don't get what the deal is. But, like, for some reason, they still can't. I think you probably have a very restricted... um, 
um, pool to pull from in yeah. a hospital of who can officiate these weddings. I was kind of so upset they didn't go looking for judges. Like, just right. not, like, judge in here? Right. Maybe? No? Next? But the, the bringing Frankie to do it and then having her do it in that way where she was clearly not pleased about it. Right. I was so, I thought that she would maybe go softer. I was glad that she stayed hard and was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm here. I, I mean, I think that really endearing moment in the speech during it when she said, I forget what the direct quote was, but basically she says. And as I, infuriating as this is, it's strangely beautiful. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Infuriating, yeah. yeah. That one. Yeah, I thought it was great because it was still a very Frankie ceremony. She's like, well, if I'm going to have to do this, and is, it's going to. Yeah, I'm going to hum. You're We're going to sway. <laughs> I'm going to sage the place up as much as I can without the oxygen machine stopping. And I love that she made it her own because it. It's a terrible thing to have to do if you right. really break it down. Like this person that Remarrying you were in love with, husband. Yeah, yeah. Right. you have to be such an involved, evolved human being in order to do that. So I was happy that she at least took time to honor herself yeah. and make the yeah. ceremony her own. I know, I know he's sick right now, but I really want there to be a moment where Robert kind of thanks Frankie yes. because I because he the first season he's he was battling with her a little bit in the attention yeah. of Saul, but. I mean, he has asked a lot of this woman, and she has graciously done it as much yeah. as she runs away furious, but she really has been a team player for them. And even Grace, like, pushing her to be the one to do it, you right. know? Like, all of that, I mean, is really brave stuff. And yeah. just the kids to be standing there, and, you know, I think that, like, as, as much as this is a comedy, I guess, like, there is some really serious stuff they touch yeah, on in this show, and it's sure. nice to kind of see that. I mean, like, in a serious moment like this, they also kind of, like, make a joke and say like and the random witnesses you know like the random people that were sitting there but at the same time like it was a really serious moment so I don't know it was like beautiful in a strange way yeah I I thought that they did it really nicely Mm -hmm. and I like you know this is our theme where Grace and Frankie are always just left there alone reflecting on what's happened so they're left alone with each other and she says she was able to marry them because she channeled grace. What was her quote? It was like, yeah, I just pushed my feelings, feelings down, down and built a wall of stone <laughs> yeah. around them. But see, and that's that's why I love this show because there's such an there's such a genuine authenticity about these two characters and their mm-hmm. friendship. Like it really like I don't see them as characters. They and I know I think they're friends in real life. They no? sure are. Yeah. Oh, they sure are. Right. And I it just them. and I feel <laughs> like it's I feel like it's very too. obvious because I never sit there thinking about, oh, I'm watching television right now because their conversations really seem like they're coming from a real place. I feel like so many shows are centered around, like, a boy chasing after a girl or a girl chasing after a boy. And, like, in this show, I really care about nothing other than their friendship, which is is a really cool thing because, like, I mean, I know that um, Robert and Saul are kind of a main focus of the show in a sense and their love and marriage and whatnot, but that's really on the back burner for me. This show is, like, about a beautiful friendship between two really different but equally empowered women, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's, like, a really cool thing just to have out there in the universe. And the show is kind of like a piece of artwork. It's, like, a really well-written, well-executed show across right. the board. And especially to show not only just women that are older, but the effects of friendship after tragedy. After your whole life has just been right. kind of disseminated, they, they are there for each Even when they don't want to be, they're like, God, but I'm here for you. Like, we're going to make it work. And that's so rare, especially between women, especially on screen, especially to have that be the main focus. And then if you're, if you're a family, like, I'm really into my family. Like, the whole idea of, like, the kids trying to be involved, and then you've right. got like this grandmotherly aspect, and then you've got the friendship aspect. Like, it hits me, every time it hits me on a different level. Right. Like, with siblings. 
Mm. It's just like I feel like we so often like see women pinned against each other, you know? So it's nice to see. It becomes the norm almost. And so this is refreshing. And like you said, it's a great thing that is being put out into the universe and to media in general that it's focusing on their friendship and now even on them finding themselves as human beings, not how they find themselves in their partner. Right. And it's cool to be able to find yourself as a human being at any chapter in your life. I feel Mm -hmm. like anytime someone goes through something tragic, whether that be a breakup or a loss of some sort, you feel like it's the end of the world. But, like, look at these two human beings that just went through 40 years of life. They thought they were, like, at the end of the road with this person, and all of that just gets torn down, and they found something new and beautiful out of something tragic. Right. And I think that's a really cool tone that's already been set for this season versus the last one, where now I think the official semi-rivalry that was origin- mm-hmm. originally with them is gone. And right. I think they're really there for each other now. And right. it makes me really excited for this season, because I think it's going to be more of them working together and having some fun adventures like the Say Yes Night and things like that. are gonna Yeah, that was fun. Right. <laughs> say Yes to the Dress. Mm-hmm. 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 I wouldn't know. We forgot one. <laughs> In due time, Zach. Um, we forgot one thing, and that's pregs. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Little yes. Miss Mal is prego with twins. With twins. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, like. With- do you think she meant to do that? No. no. We were talking before. We thought it was kind of, I mean, like, the, the jabs that they were taking I, at her were really funny. Brian, <laughs> Brianna's, like, two moments of throwing her. in, like, a, a chubby joke were actually, like, I was just I was the, on the funniest floor. Because Brooklyn Decker is, like, a twig, and so it was just funny to, like, have them make those Right, kind of and she was just, like, and when they leave the, hosp- the hospital room, and she's like, don't worry, we'll take breaks so you don't get winded. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, love when she goes, Wait, did my mother just call my sister fat? Aside from my dad almost dying, this is the, the best, best day of my life. life. <laughs> yeah, the, the woman who plays June Diane Raphael, yes. the girl who plays Brianna, like, is we love her. I can't get it. enough of her. So brilliant. She's so funny. Yeah. Her timing she, is impeccable. I feel like this is, like, one of her first bigger roles. I've seen her in, like, smaller things. I know yeah. she was in Parks and Rec as, like, a guest in one or two episodes, but this is, like, the first time I've really seen her as an actress in the forefront of a show. And it's like, I, w- I already want epic. a spinoff. She's I, like, want her own show. Yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. Like, the whole storyline with getting the dog last season. Oh my god, so spit. <laughs> I know, I kind of felt bad for his name. Yeah. But she's amazing. She, she really is. Alright, so are we ready to move on to the next episode? Would Do you love feel, to. Do you feel so. good? Yeah. Do you feel yeah. solid? Yeah. The Vitamix? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we started this episode. Uh, everyone's waiting around the hospital, sleeping on each other. And we find out Robert's alive. All good. All Made good. In the hood. All good in the hood. The hospital hood. <laughs> it, you know what was really funny to me? That very quickly, now that he was all good, and the kind of the scare that sets in around um, around Saul having to now pay for the surgery, it sets yeah. in that, that he... That was so real. That it's a very had, real issue. Yeah. That his insurance is denied in yeah. POs, which they reveal later in the episode that it's $35,000 for this surgery. Hospital bills are insane. My dad got like a shoulder surgery and if without insurance it would have cost like upwards of $100,000 for that. And he didn't even stay overnight that in the hospital. That can ruin someone's life. Ruin someone's mm-hmm. life. And so I think that like again with the show being funny and having its you know comedic moments right. it also touches on some serious stuff that like everyone can relate to. And thematically yeah. I'm glad they got a chance to flex their lawyer muscle. Yeah. He, right. he was like this is cute I'll be back. <laughs> he was like the whole plan of like I will destroy this hospital you will not send my husband back here. But it all also, it was just another level of heartbreak that it was, okay, he's good, but now let's throw this in, and now everyone is in shambles to 
cancel the wedding because they can't afford it and the wedding already happened and all this stuff. And so everyone kind of gets dispersed into these different roles, which yeah. I thought the way the roles got divvied up were, were hilarious. The fact that Coyote was put to sit there with them was like... That was the best part of the episode. Like Robert on morphine talking to Coyote, <laughs> who was sober, and he was like, I see why you like these drugs or something. He's like, why did you do this? They just had all these amazing deep yeah. Did you read the play did, I gave you? Like, you gave me a play. And poor Coyote is just like, like so... This. Did you remember this? Like he, he was like he, he was conducting for sorry for people who are audio based. I'm doing the the hand movement he did after he said. Did it's you kind of like play? the red dress emoji. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes. like little... <laughs> but then he moves the hand down. It was brilliant. Yeah. That whole yeah, the series of scenes with those two were just amazing. And the so, competition with the rest of the kids in trying to like cancel. cancel everything and having like I bet I can get through more calls than you. Like I think the callbacks to what their ch- childhood must have been like are really well done. Like right. they're well. Yeah. Right. throughout the series and just establishing the characters even more you know we're like oh yeah that's who that person is we got into the roles right. without it being obvious yeah. because it yeah. was done through plot mm-hmm. I feel like because last season it was like really focused on Grace, Frankie, Saul, Robert mm-hmm. and this season we're already seeing more of the you know of the kids and I feel like we did we got a little bit of taste of them each last right. season but this is I feel like going to be even more centered around them because as we were talking about before like the actual initial shock of the breakup and the wedding is kind of over you right. know what I mean and that's kind of like where I saw the show ending last season I was a little bit worried on how this was going to pick up again and how are they going to continue to evolve and keep me interested and I feel like involving the kids more is going to keep me like on my toes well I feel like now because it's kind of past the reshuffling of romantic relationships I feel like this season probably will have more of a family building theme as opposed to romance and love I think it's going to be them figuring out what what we already said this what the new normal is for all of them mm-hmm. and who they are that's by the end of this episode I think that's what we realize their journey is but who the kids are is freaking hilarious because yeah. Brianna and Mallory the jabs that they threw at each other and it's so, I just like Brianna's um, just so much loving of her essentially like hating personality yes. is one of my favorite things <laughs> she's just cynical like I forget what, what the one phone call that they actually heard from her say but like it was just like wedding's not happening okay bye and like literally just hung up and it's yeah. more efficient you gotta right. give her that I don't know but I like that the sister because I always think this way you catch more flies with honey than vinegar you know yeah right so they're polar opposites and it's always funny to see two people like that interact with each other and right. I like that Bud was having such a hard time just getting through one phone call <laughs> yeah he was like no no She's she grabs it she's from him. <laughs> Get your racist shit under control. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It reminds me of when I was a telemarketer and I'd end up having these long epic conversations with them. Yes. And then they wouldn't give any money. Nope. <laughs> it all, they, they would stop me halfway through their like storytelling and be like, you know I'm not giving money, right? And you're like, no, 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 but how is your grandma? Tell me about the 30s, Rosalie. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one real call. Uh. So that was a great funny moment. Um, so they're going through the cancellation and uh, we, in the meantime, have Grace and Frankie going back to the house to collect some toiletries and but clothing. not to Frankie's liking. Grace no, full-blown dragged her there. Yeah, full-blown. Um, and Grace, was it in this episode or the one before? I, I guess we did miss touching upon this. She's saying she doesn't want Robert to die because she Second wants to have episode. an opportunity to be mad at him. And yet basically. she also had said um, in the previous season that it would have been easier if he had died. And right. she, yeah. and there was she a call took, back to that. She, yeah. There was a, yeah, there was to that. And she also like brought it back up with him. Like, I didn't actually mean that. Because I know, like, in, mm-hmm. in heated moments, you can say a lot of things that right. you don't mean. And it's so awful because you can never take it back. Like, you right. can apologize and you can forgive, but you can What's never forget. But, what, e- but what even made it more heartbreaking was she didn't even say, she just said, like, you know I didn't mean that. And he knew immediately what yeah. she was talking about because yeah. that's a stinger. Yeah. yeah. Partnership. <laughs> but they're back getting 
their stuff, and it yeah. just turns into this like really real moment of kind of entering, an, for, especially for Grace, entering a house that she lived in for decades yeah. and seeing it just slightly rearranged, a couple different pillows, an ottoman, and it just sets this whole wheel in motion in her head of just of the difference between between Saul and Robert and Robert and Grace as couples. Yeah, this is what we touched on before about, like, she's like, this ottoman wasn't there and this wasn't there and this is gross and why is this blanket here? But realistically, like, that stuff is all there because they share this space together now. It's not two individual human beings living in a house together. It's mm-hmm. partners living in a house together. Mm-hmm. It's not a house, it's a home. Exactly. A chair is still a chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's nice. Yes. Of course. <laughs> Sounded like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I love also that Frankie's trying to steal these They're corn so husks of all the pepper things. shakers. But that's so Frankie. That's so Frankie. Really, I mean, she could have like gone for anything, and it was she just fell in love with the dumbest little salt shakers. What were those other things? Napkin holders. Yeah, napkin. She was the cleanest, ordinary. (laughs) So sweet. And we also miss the fact that the great Rita Moreno was there as Lucy, Um, and the nosy neighbor. The nosy neighbor. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got one. And uh, she just came in. I hope more to come from her because yeah, she's such too. a legend. Right. And uh, I think that character has a lot of room to grow and create trouble. <laughs> yeah, especially based off Grace's reaction to her initially coming in, which is like, no! Like, she's literally like, saucer eyes. Yeah. Physically trying to get her out the door. She was like, immediately, she was like, not in here. Get out. I, I love... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think we will see more of her. I love when she asked um, Frankie, too, if she had ever met, met Saul. Saul. She's like, no. No. <laughs> she's he's like, such a great guy. He's got the heart of a Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. So, yeah, she tries to steal those, and Grace pats her down um, and takes away the corn husk salt. Rather and briskly. And, yeah. But, I mean, and it's such a silly moment, but it was really real in the way that she's saying, like, I deserve some sort of compensation for yeah. what I've I done think and put through. I think she's absolutely right. Right. You know? yeah. And as, I mean, I would ask for something a little bit better than some corn we'll husk we'll shakers. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Whatever gets you through the day, you know? <laughs> and then she lands up in one of those, uh, we were talking about this, like, one of those things that you, like... Reel are, on your back you with, really right? Yeah. You are, I've been stuck in one of those so many times right. so it's I totally empathize real with her. fear yeah yes, I do I had, I had a friend who had easy. one of those when they were when we were kids and we would like lock our ankles in and go upside down and it was like all for fun but then you get like a crazy blood rush to your head and if you get stuck it's really scary because if someone leaves the room and then you're in there by yourself so I had a real moment with Frankie when she was stuck upside down on that thing because it is so scary right did you at any moment think Grace could hear her because yeah, oh, yeah. when she yeah. comes yeah. out at the sure. end she's like I thought you had left she's like no I was just waiting for you Crazy. Yeah. No. She wanted to learn her lesson, though. Yeah. But right. okay, here's the thing, and this is when we gotta get to the production team. Is there really any way she could have reached that box of Ritz Thank crackers? You. Right. If from she couldn't, if she couldn't get up, like, how did she MacGyver like, like she, five she, feet over? Yeah. There's no way. So anyway, Knowing Frankie, she's really flexible because she totally. probably does a lot of yoga. That's totally. what they I mean, tell but you. How could you reach all those sun like, salutations, man? Yeah, yes. they work. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so that was my one gripe with the episode. If that's there, it. That's there a great are very episode. few holes in this yeah. show but there's one yeah but in that like grace didn't help her because what was the fight that they had when they were up there where frankie said that she didn't she can't even come up with a single wish because they were talking about yeah. the way the first episode started with the eyelash kind of a wish mm-hmm. and it and this is this is why i think it's very interesting to put a more mature friendship so age-wise aside that they're still fighting with each other in a way that it's like you're learning and meeting people for the first time, which is more of a younger person's issue because this is when we you meet new friends, you make new friendships and all this stuff. And the fact that they're 
really having kind of basic little quarrels like this, but then working through them is just such an interesting turning point in their life. And I think why the show does so well that it's it's really making universal friend friendship fights, but for, like in these two characters that are not what we usually see on TV. Definitely. And the fact that they're so opposite lends itself to these fights, too. You know, it's like right. they obviously are both people, but other than that, they don't have a ton in common. Right. So, pretty much nothing. Yeah, pretty much nothing. So they're constantly learning from each other, and sometimes learning hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ow. Ooh. <laughs> so she finds her way out because apparently there's a pocket knife in the Ritz box that she yeah. couldn't have reached. She's also, spi- <laughs> she's also Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> With many sun salutations <laughs> up her sleeve. Um, and she comes back down. Grace is, of course, lounging on the couch. Couch with, with a, a nice, I was gonna say a nice martini. rich martini. I don't know what that means. I would never have martini as rich. It's just like what? yeah, but it, it does look very classy. So maybe right. that's where my brain was going. Oh, okay. Um, and they talk, and and Grace has her realization that you know she realizes that this house was never a home for the two of them, and that she needs to find herself. And Frankie's kind of having the same thought process there. Right. So they talk, and, and they decide they're not going to go back to the hospital. Good old Lucy. Right, which I think was very which was great. I think even though in a moment of such family and necessity of being in a hospital, I know that's usually the moment when everyone rallies behind each other regardless of stuff, it was a good line in the sand that I think they drew. They've they, been there for 48 hours. Like, yeah. I think they did their service, you know? like They fulfilled their obli- obligatory duty. Right. Like, they made sure the kids were okay. They got him through the surgery. They married them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Side they, note. They did everything. And, and these more. guys really screwed their life plans up. So I think this is a good place to be. Like, I'm not hauling your stuff for right. you. Like, you you take care of yeah, it. Like, right. Not your pack mule. The fact that Saul couldn't even give good directions as to where his things are and Frankie's just going around like, no, he has that the was, scarf in the box. You know, I mean, it was it was really cute the way that they did that, her knowing such subtle Specific. things about him. <laughs> and it, it was just so sad for me, though. And it's... And it's it, hard to it's, watch. She really is struggling right now, and I, but I think the end of the episode and sending Lucy with the stuff, she's gathering strength for the first time, I think, right now mm-hmm. in her arc with I, all of this. I feel like it all comes back to, like, last season we kind of saw that Robert and Grace didn't really have a relationship for probably a large chunk of their marriage. Mm-hmm. If ever. But, if ever. But but Grace, I mean, but Frankie and, and Saul really did, and they really right. did and probably still do love each other and care about each other a lot. So that's what makes it so much harder for Frankie, even so more than Grace. It's not just that Grace is, like, has a hard like, exterior shell. It's more that, like, her... Frankie and Saul like actually were in love and mm-hmm. I think that you know it's there's a difference between loving someone and being in love with someone and I think maybe Saul wasn't in love with Frankie the way she was with him but he still loved her and I think he was in does. love with her as a human being like you ever right. have that deep right. friendship yeah. with someone where you're like I love everything about you right. you're the best right. but obviously I'm not gonna sleep it's with you it's interesting to right. see who they chose his beards because Saul definitely went with like someone who could be a soulmate who could like he could partner with his children right. with right. who he could you know share a home with whereas Robert from last season was talking about why he chose uh, Grace as she looks great coming in a room she yeah. knows how to talk to people she was going to leverage my career and we had that in common. The things they wanted, even though they didn't have love, they had a different type of partnership. They had a partnership that was going to put them in like a class and a position like that they wanted to be in. A business yes, relationship. Exactly. Yeah. It made me think of Claire and Frank Underwood. <laughs> yeah, yes. totally. Um, one other thing I wanted to say was there are a couple of phraseology moments that kept happening in the episode. So Frankie kept saying, I wish I could unlearn all of this. I wish I could unknow this. And then Grace kept saying, it's what one does. Mm-hmm. 
So I thought those were two interesting things right. and maybe themes of what they're going to be going through in their journey to self. So her, Frankie, unknowing all this stuff and learning what her new path is. Right. And then instead of Grace going, it's what one does, what do I want to do? Right. Not what would one do, what do I want to mm-hmm. do? What's right. true for me? So I thought those were two really smart dialogue moments. Right. Mm -hmm. I like the, can I unlearn this? I think that can apply to anything in life, not Mm -hmm. just necessarily a relationship, but like you will read something or hear something and wish you could not know it, but your brain just remembers that those kind of things stick out. And like every time you see something, it's going to remind you of either that person or that time or that thing. And yeah, so really I think painful. that a lot, like just like a little mild amnesia, knock yourself in the head and wish you could unlearn all that stuff, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some days, man. It'd be nice. It would be. You know? But that's also what alcohol is for. <laughs> oh, that's right. Where is that wine? It's uh, Seriously, seems the rosé. Chris, Chris Harrison, anyone? Uh, also, we didn't talk about this autocorrect moment. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which so, well, I have mixed we're, feelings we're, we're about. We're mixed feelings it. about this one. Okay. Well, let's, let's hear your side of the story. I thought... Very funny. I love I love the Bud and Brianna um, dynamic that they've had from yeah. the beginning because mm-hmm. it's very he's very much always poking fun at her and she just always stands her ground so it's a natural kind of brother sister budding head kind of thing and so when they're getting in this fight and she is starting to via Siri how I've never done this though do people yeah, really oh, do this I do it like every day yeah. really? I always text but I don't yeah do you I draft I don't, an email yeah I don't usually yeah I don't know yeah but you then you go in and you edit it right. yeah. or if you're in the car voice texting then right. you say sorry I'm voice texting so if it says something weird that's why right Right. I do not names. I just press the fake button while I was saying right. that <laughs> Siri <laughs> so she's dra- she's basically just like this is taking too long we can't cancel the wedding and let all like the 80 some guests that are invited that it's not happening quick enough so she's going to draft a mass email to the wedding list and it's basically very cold I think she says to whom it may concern weddings off weddings bye. off bye <laughs> and so then Bud grabs the phone and starts to hypothetically draft a new one saying which, the cold, which is truth. saying the cold hearted truth of what's going on because mm-hmm. he's so frustrated with the fact that his parents slept together even though they're all embarking on this new marriage journey and everything it's really hard for Bud to grasp yeah. and really get a hold of as and it would be for anyone. And yeah, so he dra- so he starts drafting the email um, say, saying, Dear beloved guest, um, <laughs> Saul fucked Frankie <laughs> and Robert had a heart attack because of it and da-da-da-da-da. Right, yeah, he goes on this long thing. And then, so when she, they accidentally send the email, but it turns out that the voice text had all autocorrected. And what we were saying is that I almost kind of wish it didn't mm-hmm. autocorrect oh, yeah. because I feel like we would have gotten more plot from that and mm-hmm. more, because at the end they kind of touch on it, like who's Vin Diesel? Because it autocorrected Frank slept with Vin, right. Di- or Frankie slept with Vin Diesel or something. Right. But I think I almost wish like there was a there was repercussions that that kind of played out more because well, that seemed like a moment that was gonna be something that was gonna come up for the rest of the season. Yeah, and then they kind of just dropped that. And they could have brought out a lot of truth because I really feel like sooner rather than later the kids need to talk to their parents. Like, so this is messed up. Right, and Robert still doesn't right. know, and so maybe I thought that was gonna be how he was gonna find uh, out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was relieved because it felt like a lot less awkward to me than if it had gone through, but with that awkwardness would have brought up a lot of great plot points. So I can see your point of view. True. It was funny. It was. It was really funny. (laughs) I mean, autocorrect is always a funny joke. Like, all of those things made me laugh because... 
I, I, it's funny because when they were saying some of those things, like some of those words, I could. It was like ducking or something. Why does it always change to ducking? And what world are know. we saying ducking? Is that <laughs> like, even a word? When you're, when you're throwing a ball like, at someone's head, like oh she's ducking. Oh she's ducking. <laughs> okay, but I was thinking I was like thinking going out and like killing a duck. That's called ducking. Oh, I was thinking of it being in some trend that I never knew about, like planking, but ducking. Oh, yeah. oh. there you go. Like maybe it's a little. We like, should <laughs> Urban Dictionary it after the show. Oh, Make God. sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like getting on there. I learn bad things I don't want to know about. True. All right, so maybe we won't do that. But do you guys want to make some predictions? I do. Yeah. Can we predict something? And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Zach, do you want to start? Um, I want to predict... I mean, I'm kind of pulling from just one of my favorite already existing um, girl friendship you know stories, but I want them. I want them to have a little Thelma and Louise road, road trip. I feel like they need. They need. To, they need to get away and do something that's gonna help them learn to be without all of this other I stuff around them. So it's yeah. a pretty simple, basic prediction. But I think they need to get away. All right, Thelma and Lou. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking potential love interest for Brianna. Because I know we've seen her kind of like take an individual journey and get this dog and like be an independent woman and not just like sleep with random guys anymore and like try to take some ownership of her life. So I'm kind of thinking like maybe we could get someone who's just like totally different from her. Well, Wasn't she bud. with that guy? Mm-hmm. No, she was with she, the guy, but they haven't brought him back up. It, it sounds like they had been brought back up. She was looking fierce in that leather dress because yeah. she was supposed to go on a date. Right. Was it with him? But then she yeah, I think so. But then yeah. she didn't go. I mean, for obvious reasons. Oh, sorry. but. But I feel like, I mean, my prediction was going to be, like, I think Brianna and Bud are going to hook up this season. They were doing some Wait, hardcore no. flirting. Isn't Bud gay? No. Bud gay? I don't A gay? A no. gay? Isn't gay? I don't think so. Really? No. You think Bud and that way, is that the sibling thing that you were talking about no, earlier? No, so they, we established siblings in the first season. Because we the know other Mallory two, and Brianna, or Ma- Mallory, Mallory and Coyote. Yeah, we Mallory, Mallory and Coyote obsessed. have something happening. <laughs> we know or that. Have. Yeah, they, they had a pass. pass. But Brianna and Bud, especially in the hospital, I was really feeling sparks between no. them. It might just be hopeful thinking because I love both of those characters <laughs> and I want, and I ship them, but... I, I don't know. I felt it. That's my prediction. As crazy as it no, may be. I think I think Four Eyes from her work is going to come back and really no. Person. I don't know. I just I feel so like too. I know I when like they saw him on the, them on the day at the movies. I don't know. I just feel like maybe maybe a relationship more serious relationship for her. But just I think more from like the kids and their lives and seeing mm-hmm. more about them and mm-hmm. kind of going through this pregnancy with Mal and kind of like I, I want to see more about Coyote's journey to mm-hmm. his. New sobriety. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. next for Coyote? Yeah, like, so, he I don't seems know. to be limited in a safe place. Maybe he'll get like a job or something. That's like, right. Thing. Small steps, Coyote. Or get off the bike and get into a car. Like, he always something. has his backpack on I too. Like, where's he going? Though. He's yeah. got to carry everything with him. He doesn't when know he where has to, to leave every night. time Bud leaves, because he's like, he drove me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real. What about you, Lolo? I think I have another sibling prediction. I mm. think that Mal and Coyote are going to have it if they don't get together there's at least going to be fighting the temptation of it and i mean mm. this is crazy and I, a little I telenovela like I but i think those twins are his what? i thought about that <laughs> yeah what? 
Oh he looked so touched when he found out she had twins. And you know what's something that this show does is sometimes they they reveal a truth backwards. Like mm-hmm. you, they do yeah. flashbacks sometimes that are more revealing of what like the like they had mo- a drunk that, that, night and they mo- hooked up. Right. That's that, that didn't happen, but that's where my brain went. Right. Or I think, twins. or there could be a story of like something like comforting them and learning about all this new stuff with their family, and something happens. But it'll be interesting if that does happen because the drama has been so focused around like Grace and Frankie and Saul and Robert that it would be interesting if like. Other family members because that that the the Mal and Coyote was like a touch of drama last season, but the the real right. meat of the story really isn't about them. So it'll be fun if they do that and pull them, because because that will be another like family explosion moment. You know what I mean? Yes. So it'll be fun. I don't do know. We, this big family is that like technically incest though? No, no, no. no. As long as they're not related. No, 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 no. I know, but there's I'm just another, trying to think of like <laughs> on one of the other shows I do for Afterbuzz. We have this conversation all the time, and they're step siblings, and they have such vibes, and I just can't with that. Like. I, there is nothing okay with that, but I mean, I know like legally and but physically. But if you grew up together, well, they did See, grow up together. Though. That yeah. is so the weird. Right. This is that they grew up as like neighbors, as like friends of friends. Which, if the couples had stayed oh, as God. they were, it would have been can't. totally reasonable. I still well, and it would have been cute. They'd be like, "Our like offspring are going to join together and make a family official." But the dads kind of already well, did that. I think it's I mean, a mess. I think it's not a, the smart decision. There's to make. already a weird like Eskimo family thing happening yeah. with the adults anyway. <laughs> so. What's an Eskimo family? Like, like Eskimo when you're sisters. Eskimo sisters or Eskimo brothers, you have to huddle together for no. warmth. Yeah, in a inside <laughs> of another way, person. In a way. <laughs> it's like if you slept with the same person, you're Eskimo sisters. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I'm learning. I don't this need an urban dictionary. <laughs> I have a, a panel. This episode is now brought to you by <laughs> you guys. I think uh, I think we're ready to wrap it yeah. up. We feel good. We're gonna we're wrap good. it up right oh. there. Good point, Sam. Go right. Where can the people of the world find? you on the internet um, <laughs> in other places. If you really want to after this. Um, <laughs> at Zach Kelch on Instagram and Twitter. Send him all of the Urban Dictionary quotes. Yeah. Yeah. So read them to us we'll next week it. in order. And everyone can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub. You can find me at Joel Monique everywhere the internet is sold. Awesome. And you can find me at Lauren Lagrasso on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm playing a show next week at, uh, where's the place? Oh, the Holiday Inn in Burbank. <laughs> so check that out at 8.30. And then I'm playing one on Friday, May 20th at Bar 20 on Sunset Boulevard. Ooh. So let's be friends. And be sure to tune in to us next week, yep. 6 yes. p.m. Same place, After Buzz TV. We'll be breaking down episodes 3 and 4. Let's, let's be friends, guys. Let's <laughs> do this. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.